0: Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. It's Tuesday. It means we get a chance to talk to the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, Andrew Malcolm at A.H. Malcolm on the Twitterses. And of course, uh, he's at redstate.com where he does a lot of VIP work over there, a lot of VIP comes We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple of other media stories today. Andrew, welcome back.
1: Thank you, sir. I always have to chuckle with that introduction. Uh- <laughs> that that's the best one you know if i i think i'm going to tape that and play it at dinner so <laughs> everybody could everybody could could say oh, okay all right shut up and eat yeah uh,
0: yeah so you know you you've worked on campaigns before you worked on the um bush campaign right i mean the uh, george w yes. bush campaign but-
1: the first one, yep. the first one,
0: right? And uh, yeah, you know, you're a pretty smart guy. You've worked, uh, you know, you, you know the ins and outs of media strategy.
1: <laughs> a little bit.
0: Okay, so the reason why I bring this up, Andrew, this is this is just kind of came out this morning, right? Apparently, the View wants to interview Ron DeSantis. Oh, <laughs> 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 I, I, I got to tell you, this is. I've I've got a post going up a little later on today about this, but um, I wasn't I was going to talk. We're going to talk about your column too, by the way. We're still going to talk about your column. But I thought I thought when this story broke, I said, "Man, I got to talk to Andrew about this." Let me let me read to you the pitch that they sent to the governor's office. By the way, not to the campaign, which is another issue. It yeah. will only it will only be a few weeks before the midterm elections. Supervising talent producer Todd Polks wrote on Friday, and the View is an ideal place to remind millions of people what's at stake in the election. Um, I'm not sure it's an ideal place. He goes on to say it's the most important and influential TV show for women and that that the show would be able to reach millions of female voters across the country on television and social media. Now, Andrew, just right off the bat, I can think of a couple problems with this pitch. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm wondering if you see the same problems I see. So I'm going to let you talk about what the problems Uh, with this pitch might be.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, some uh like uh, the governor I worked for in Montana, he'd love to walk into the lion's den. He really did. He loved to go in and he said he got such a kick out of talking to a hostile audience and seeing the faces of some people turn. Um uh, and uh, uh, to see his argument working of course he was a prosecutor for many years so he was often talking to juries and that's just like a very large jury sure um so some of them would like that challenge uh but i i don't i don't see the value in it for um for desantis honestly i i uh it 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 would raise the confrontation would be good, but he would not get a fair shake. He would not get to explain himself, um, and it would be hostile. Well, I don't... it would
0: be very hostile. I'm going to get to why. I'm going to get to just how hostile it would be in just a moment. But first off, <laughs> the midterm elections. Desantis is running for which office? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's running exactly. For governor of Florida. Not. Yeah. Millions of women across the country aren't going to be voting for Ron DeSantis. And I <laughs> have a sneaking suspicion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion that the ones who will be voting in Florida probably don't rely too much on the view to form their political views. And if they do, they're not going to be voting for Ron DeSantis anyway. And Any, they, anyway, anyway, right. yeah, right. Um, and I'm, I'm really <laughs> not sure that you can say that the view is the most important and influential TV show for women, because if that's the case, man, women are being (laughs) ill-served by the national media.
1: Oh my God. Can you imagine following the lead of Whoopi Goldberg? uh,
0: Yeah, that would, and Joy Behar. Let's not forget Joy Behar. I
1: always, when I wrote about her a long time ago, I always referred to the misnamed Joy Behar.
0: Yes. So, the first off, this is the governor's office, right? So the response was, in part, we don't coordinate appearances or events of a political nature because we're focused on, you know, running the running the, you yeah, know, the, the governor's state, office, yeah. right? So it's they sent it to the wrong place, which, you know, this is ABC News. The view is actually technically an ABC News show, and you'd think that they would understand the difference between campaign and office, especially yeah. when they're pitching it as no, a campaign appearance, right?
1: No, they not, not.
0: So. So this was a response that that um, uh, Brian Griffin, who is the uh, deputy press secretary in the office, Christine Pugshaw is the campaign press secretary. Brian Griffin is the deputy press secretary of the gubernatorial office. This is the um, this is a response he sent a- apparently today because he put it out on Twitter. I can't,
1: I can't wait. You're
0: going to enjoy this. I, I just sit back. You're going to enjoy this, <laughs> and I'm going to read it. I'm just going to read it all the way through because it's that good. Thanks for the invite. I understand that you were sending this request on behalf of your team, but are the hosts of The View really interested in hearing from Governor DeSantis about all of the important work he's doing on behalf of Floridians to protect their health and livelihoods, to stand up for parents and children and to defend freedom? (laughs) Which of the below statements from the hosts of The View do you recommend our team consider when deciding if the interview will be a genuine pursuit of the truth or worth the time? Joy Behar, August, 2021. You're just short of calling DeSantis a negligent, homicidal sociopath because that's what he is. She added, what is he doing? He's risking the lives of children's children's parents, their grandparents, anyone they may come in contact with, so he can appeal to his white supremacist base so he can continue his career and get reelected. Um, Sonny Hostin, June 2022. Death Santis. I think he's a fascist and a bigot. Anna Navarro, April 2022, on Governor DeSantis's policies. It's anti-black, anti-gay, it's anti-LGBTQ plus community, and for some reason, the, resp- the Republican base responds to it. Um, it's anti-American, it's what happens in Venezuela, it's what happens in Nicaragua. Sonny <laughs> Hostin, February 2022, on Governor DeSantis's policy. It started out with CRT. Let's remember that. And those are anti-history laws, anti-black history laws, really. If you start coming after black people, what comes next, right? Oh, of course, the LGBTQ plus community and then women and then other marginalized groups. Um, And then um, Brian Griffin goes on to say, we will pass on this offer. And please note, we don't coordinate appearances or events of a political nature from the official office. Our role is to serve the people of Florida. Thank you, Brian Griffin, Deputy Press Secretary, Executive Office of the Governor. Now...
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, now you know well, normally uh, I'd, I'd say you know that's a little you know that that's a little mean-spirited for you know of a, a response no, from a professional no, no. invite but actually no it's not andrew
1: <laughs> no it's not i totally agree with you you know this is classic <laughs> um one of the first things that uh communications people tell politicians which they probably already know anyway but is Um, When they ask you a question, you don't have to answer that question. So what you say is something like he did, and only he did it in a letter, which is, um, that's a really good question. And then you talk about what you want to talk about. There's no responsibility to address the stupid things that a hostile questioner has brought up. And that's what he did. And he makes his point about uh, protecting uh, families in Florida and working for the future of the children and so on. That's exactly right. So you take it, turn it into your podium, and run with it. And that's what he did. And good job.
0: Well, Right. And this, and this, the reason why I bring this up is, first off, because it's delicious. Right? I am mean, <laughs> sure that they spent all of 10 minutes going through some transcripts just to find those things. And they, there's probably tons of other stuff that they just didn't, you know, it was on the cutting room floor. But, I mean, that is that is truly a, a delicious. Um, oh,
1: that's lovely.
0: It's lovely. But it follows on the heels, and this is something I'm going to bring up in my post a little later on, is something that New York Magazine wrote last week. And I, I, I'm going to say um, and the headline on this was why Republicans stopped talking to the press. And um, I, I don't understand why anybody's surprised by this, right? I mean, the reason no, why so they stopped awesome. talking to the press is because the press are the media outlets are not normally. Most of them are not honest brokers in this. They're not interested in having a conversation. They're no. interested in playing gotcha games,
1: and especially Absolutely. when it comes to Republican candidates. Um, Absolutely. You remember at the beginning of the Tea Party when uh, there was a CNN reporter in Chicago, I think, uh, interviewing, and she started arguing with the guy she interviewed over Tea Party. thing. This was at the very, very beginning. Uh, and they... They have, like most people, they have opinions, but they're no longer professionally able to harness those opinions and seek to get information. Um, uh, and so if a Republican or a conservative appears on an outlet like that, they have to, as, as Griffin did here, take control and turn it around um, to their own purposes. Now liberal politicians do the same thing it's just that the questions are hardly ever got you there's they're softball lobs in so that he can hit a home run by saying uh, why is it so important that you help women and children in today's world you know i mean (laughs) it yeah yeah, they're 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 gimmies. And then with the Republicans, is what do you have against women and children that your that your uh, that your legislation is so slanted to hurt their interests, uh, or you want to take control of the school for political purposes? So why do you tires- want to control women's bodies? That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh yes, of course. That one. That one. You know, one time many years ago. And um, I uh, uh, I was I was following a politician uh, to a rural radio station in upstate Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, and he was on the radio and I was listening to him. And then the next two guests came in. Now this is a long, long time ago. And they were very pro choice. And um, I said uh and my guy the guy i was following was finishing his thing and i was a little bit bored so they were talking to me about what they were going to talk about and i said well I, I mean i acted very sincere i said isn't isn't it really i agree with you about choice but shouldn't that really be the male's choice i mean after all he's the one that provided the The sperm and and created the created the baby so he should be in charge of of uh, what the woman can do with it and they went absolutely they went absolutely ballistic and i got up and walked out and then we were listening to him afterwards on the radio and they were they were so angry on the radio and of course the host didn't know why they were so angry so it was it's kind of like uh remember those um was it con remember conrad dobler Do you remember him oh
0: yeah the, NFL he was, guy, right yeah, yeah right yeah.
1: it was a saint louis cardinal and he was in the miller light commercials and he was sitting between two fans and he said i think miller light tastes great and uh and then he turned the other one and said i think miller light is less filling and then he got the two of them arguing and he was just in seventh heaven <laughs> right <laughs> But they made their point about Miller Lite.
0: Well, yeah, I remember those commercials. I remember, I, I mean, I don't know if you were ever in the stadiums when people started do, actually doing that chant back and forth, and I was thinking, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> Taste great, less yeah, Philly. Yeah, as I was, as I was participating, it, I was thinking, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then the wave, and then the wave came <laughs> shortly after that. And I said, no, this is the dumbest thing. The wave is the dumbest this thing is ever. Dumb, yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, it, it's all about it's it's all about the the you know scoring points um and uh and that's exactly what the problem is here yeah uh, that's is, right yeah is. and so tim graham at the media research center actually had a response to this i think it was either on yesterday or it may have even been on on friday or or, or thursday of last week when new york uh, magazine put this up you wrote it the daily signal which is you know um uh um heritage uh, heritage and um and said you know with with all of the conservative media outlets out there you know kind of like salem and redstate.com and hot air among others although he didn't mention us i know that i know that tim meant us right i know that he That's had right. us in mind with his That's angry. right but uh, <laughs> but with all of the with all of the different choices that republicans have why bother with oh. the view why i mean you can go on fox and that's broadcast uh you can you can but you can also do lots of stuff that's online which is which can be viral which you know you have uh you know newsmax is another uh, broadcast or narrowcast if you will cablecast uh yeah. channel so that's available salem now i'm just going to mention because yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah, you know, our profits kind of depend on this, guys. Salem Now is now a subscription service where you can actually watch Salem, um, Salem broadcasts, and uh, and you should, by the way. But I mean, those are I'm 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 only partly joking.
1: <laughs> I'm only
0: I'm only slightly kidding. Uh, but what I'm saying is that he's right. There's all sorts of different ways that you can get the message out. Why rely on a hostile filter to do that? When you can actually have a more honest conversation talking with people who don't hate your guts, who aren't, who aren't starting yeah. off by calling you a fascist, a bigot. A, what was, what was the Joy Behar one? Cause that was actually my favorite. The Joy Behar one was, um, a, a negligent homicidal
1: sociopath. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a great yeah. place to start a
1: conversation. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, if you want to get information out, which the smart ones do, like DeSantis and uh, is, you're absolutely right. It sometimes serves the purpose of your audience to show you walking walking into the lion's den and handling yourself well, it's risky, um, but handling handling hostile. And, and actually, you know, you're going to get a confrontation. You're ready for it. You get it and you put them down. And people like, uh, in public office, people like fighters, not, not fisticuffs or anything, but right. they like, they like stand up guys and women, uh, who can take them on, which is, which is what, um, uh, Christine Nome did uh, does did remember Christine um Christine what's her name the New Jersey governor
0: oh Chris, uh, Christine Todd Whitman
1: yeah who's now uh, part of
0: the forward party by the way i don't know if you saw that she's no i missed that <laughs> yeah missed, yeah, that, yeah that 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 massive uh the, the massive swell of ennui that uh, that that uh, <laughs> greeted uh, Andrew Yang's announcement of the uh, new forward party, uh, the, the merger between three two other parties that you never heard of either. Um, yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Christine Todd. No, Whitman, no, say-
1: that's fine because that was that was an important point to make, Ed. <laughs> 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 uh, so sometimes you want a confrontation um, if if you're in the process not. Not while you're governing, but if you're in the process of um, uh, of a campaign, which is designed to create two camps, us and them, and if you want if you want your us people to see you battling the them people, a confrontation could be useful from a political point of view, unpleasant but political, but useful.
0: Right. Right. And so, I mean, this is. When you're looking at media strategies, right, and I, you know this is something that you know very well about. I mean, you you you're looking at people who are prepared for the environment that they're going into, right? So they're, they're right. prepared for that hostile environment, and you have to take a look at what Desantis and his team are doing here and saying. You know, these guys actually seem like they're ready for you know 2022 and you know possibly 2024. As yeah. a as a media handler yourself, oh,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're ready uh well it's a big stage uh but at this point you don't want anything uh at this point in a re-election campaign you don't want anything to suggest that you're looking at 2024 absolutely well, right yeah out of the question that was a question that um that uh, george w bush uh got in uh, 1998 when he was running for re-election um and uh He always said, well, I'm not talking about that year, but if if you're worried about it, that's something you're going to have to factor into your reelection decision. And Texans obviously were so happy to have him back as a second term that they just ignored that. Right. Uh, But that's an honest way of doing it Uh, to say. I'm not thinking about 2024. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's 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 probably what Mark Twain would call a stretcher.
0: A stretcher, indeed. A stretcher, indeed. You know, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about today, um, and again, this just came up today. Uh, Normally, we record this on Monday afternoons, but because of um, uh, technical difficulties on my end, which is, you know, my cable company deciding to take a nap for two hours. um,
1: (laughs) I'm I'm, laughing now. We're all laughing today, but we
0: weren't laughing yesterday when we were trying to get this thing done. Um, uh, But the benefit of it is, is that we're seeing, you know, a couple of, momentous news items you know the thing with DeSantis is certainly I think it's momentous but it's also very amusing the other thing though is Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan and this is a very interesting trip you uh you know you reported from the Pacific Rim for years and so you've got a pretty good idea of the nuances around this I I actually am sort of on the fence as to whether or not this was a good idea I think it's a good idea to to stand up for Taiwan's independence even though we don't quite recognize it. Um, but Thomas Friedman, who I rely on next to never, <laughs> is getting is getting a, a massive fire hose of leaks from the from the Biden White House talking about how this is a really stupid and bad idea, and that they, they don't really want to have their fingerprints on this. Apparently, according to Friedman, Biden talked Xi Jinping into not providing material support to Russia for their invasion, they're buying the oil and probably gas too, and they're probably shipping some stuff. But it's it's you know it probably so Voce and they've they've kept the <clears throat> the volume of it down. But I think what they're worried about is that Nancy Pelosi showing up there is going to force Xi Jinping to do something dramatic, yeah. and that might be to throw a bunch of resources uh, to Russia so that they can roll over the rest of Ukraine. Um, yeah
1: i mean that's this is this is nancy pelosi doing what we just talked about a little bit ago creating confrontation uh i don't know if you remember but she showed up in syria when you were when americans were banned from going there years ago she showed up in syria to meet with uh, bashar al-assad um and um you know with her scarf on and uh uh, the guy was a murderer then, and he's even worse now with chemical weapons and so on. But this is about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and if she was a lot younger, you would say, oh, she's uh, uh, grooming her image for a future effort. But she's 81. And um, it, this is just who, who she is. Yeah, uh, And uh, she probably got word that there was a... A, a large supply of vodka in Taiwan. <laughs> well, there's a large
0: supply of vodka in, in Moscow too, or at least so I hear. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, first off, I I understand the nuances around this, right? And I'm not sure what the point is of Pelosi no, doing no. this, and that's <laughs> and that to me is what the real crux of this is. If there's a really good strategic objective other than just to thumb the nose at at xi jinping which actually i don't mind doing under normal circumstances um then i don't understand the value of this especially when we're trying to tilt china from getting too involved in in the russo ukraine war i mean this is you know friedman friedman is a guy that i whose judgment i rely on absolutely never um, but he does make a good point, And this may not really be a good time while we're trying to fight a proxy war in Ukraine to start sticking thumbs in the eye of China <laughs> and start yeah, yeah. and start really having a, you know, I like could, I wouldn't call it a true front war, but certainly a two front um, confrontation um, that we're not really prepared to handle.
1: Well, no one's ever accused Nancy Pelosi of thinking long term. And yeah. um uh it serves the purposes of taiwan <clears throat> to have a prominent american politician you remember when when um donald trump uh got elected the first foreign government to call him was taiwan the, the female president uh to congratulate him and he took the call and there was a big hubbub in the in the u.s media that oh, always shouldn't have done it because this is recognizing and so on well this is what they, what Taiwan tries to do is to get recognized um, by U.S. in many ways, which raises their profile. And I understand it. There's nothing wrong with that. This is this is self-preservation as far as they're concerned. And so, if a prominent Paul says I want to come and visit, even though it makes a stink for a larger U.S. Uh, effort in uh, in Eastern Europe. Um, they're all for it. Nancy Pelosi is very short term and she's all about Nancy Pelosi. I had a little bit to do with her during the 1990 or 19 or 2000 campaign. Right. And, um, uh, she was, uh, an unusual person to work with. Uh, (laughs) uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessary but i see where her her goal is and taiwan's goal and the hell with the rest of it and so biden has to deal with that um well he probably doesn't have to but well he's gonna end up he's gonna end up
0: having to deal with it you know one way or the other he's gonna have to deal with it yeah yeah. all right um speaking of joe biden we got a few minutes left i just want to catch up to your column that you wrote over the weekend oh. truth is joe biden's lies have caught up with him that's uh, a vip column from the prince of twitter and the region of red state over <laughs> at
1: redstate.com um so yeah I, that one was very well received online anyway Oh, uh indeed it was <laughs> for <laughs> it good was reason that, it, I mean it's <laughs> that column practically writes itself doesn't it <laughs> well it does I, I mean it's kind of a joke that uh he's a fabulist and and makes stuff up but when you sit down and catalog it and collect it and yeah. accumulate it, aggregate it, all the examples it's overwhelming and what it does is it makes you question everything you comes out of his mouth every single thing um you know he says he doesn't understand why americans don't get his many successes and that's a lie too right it it, and we talked about this last week and you you did a post i think on it uh his his worst polling now is the worst president at this modern president at this stage in his in an administration uh, in standing. He's down in the 30s now. Well, there's a reason for that. And the reason is not that Jen Psaki or um, Kareen, what's her name, can't make his case. He doesn't have a case. And anyway, any case that they make positive about him is overwhelmed by the fact that you can't believe anything he says. You know, I, this is like a a, a serial uh, a husband, serial affairs. You at at some point after the first or the fifth affair, you say, you know what? I you can't believe this guy. And I think Americans have reached that point, point. Um, and it's a very dangerous point to be in, and it's it's dangerous abroad too because the world looks at him and says oh this guy isn't all there and he's not got the support at home so why shouldn't we um, invade ukraine you know they didn't do that when trump was president they did it when obama was president they took over crimea and then four years of unpredictable loudmouth trump and putin didn't try anything then 60 days after trump leaves putin is assembling an invasion army on the borders of ukraine well, I don't know what's in store um, that the bad guys like Iran and North Korea are cooking up, but I'll I guarantee you there's something they're working on. North Korea has started its uh, ICBM tests again um, yep. now that Trump's gone. Uh, so there are just like there's ramifications for Nancy Pelosi to do just what she wants to do. There's ramifications for people getting rid of Donald Trump, because that's what they want to do, and they didn't yep. really look at the alternative.
0: No, and I think that that was a failure of. Yeah, it's a failure of the Democratic presidential nomination process. You can also say it's a failure in Republican presidential nom- uh, nomination process that the two choices that we ended up with were the, the two least yeah. desired, the two least desired people. You know, incumbents. Well, it's- it's, it's tough to push out an incumbent as biden as democrats are going to find out in 2024 um especially one that doesn't want to go but um yeah yeah i mean we've had a couple of election cycles now where we've just gotten probably the, the the two worst choices right and you're just you're i mean every election to some extent is i don't want to necessarily denigrate trump but you have to admit that there should have been better candidates, right? On both sides of that ticket. And and there weren't. And 2016 is really the the Republican choice and 2020, you know, he's the incumbent they're going to run him. Um, but Hillary Clinton was really the best choice for Democrats in 2016? That that was no. really what they want, what what they went no, with? Joe is, Biden was is, the was the yeah. was the only guy that could do this in 2020? That's really what they went with? or
1: john mccain in 2008
0: oh yeah john mccain 2008 i would say Mitt romney was a better choice and he came closer to beating obama than mccain did in in large part because the cycles were just very different but and he would have made a a good enough president but clearly but but clearly was not was not the best prepared candidate to run in that cycle and i wrote a book about that um and um which nobody's learned from. What's the from. title of that, uh, Ed? Well, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> right over the shoulder there. Going red. I, I see
1: it. I see it right <laughs> there. Enjoyed by literally dozens of people, Andrew. Literally dozens of people enjoyed that. <laughs> <life>. <laughs> well, and also, you know, uh, Romney uh, didn't have the money. Obama had a lot of money. He, he did, yeah. He, he never stopped his campaign after 2008, and he basically ignored the DNC, which – they paid for in 2010, but uh, he had a lot of money. And so from June or late May, he was uh, drawing a portrait through ads of Mitt Romney as a rich elitist who lo- gave women cancer. And uh, Romney had nothing to uh, no money to argue back. Right. Yep. Uh, and um, I think he's a good man. Uh, uh, and I think he would have done a better job um, than um, than Obama's second term. Remember, Obama was arguing uh, Al Qaeda is on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Look what hap- guess- and look
0: what happened uh, over the weekend. Yeah. They they, exactly they went right. they went running to Kabul just as soon as we left.
1: <laughs> well, the next guy they interview uh, to run Al Qaeda, they say, "Well, where do you see yourself in five years?" And he can say, Dad <laughs> yeah i don't i don't regret him being dead at all but the fact is is that
0: the reason why he's in kabul is because we pulled out and let the taliban take it back over again in a heartbeat
1: yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah and of course they promised that they wouldn't allow outside terrorists in and blah blah right. blah uh and you know there is some rumbling i guess going on in some places that uh this may be made up remember two years ago uh, there was a report widely distributed that he had died of asthma.
0: Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Somebody reminded me of that today too. Um, yeah, Ian yeah. Chung, Ian Miles Chung reminded me of that today too, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So these guys have a way of uh, being energizer bunnies, unfortunately. But uh, you know, there's always another guy to replace them, and I'm sure they'll find they'll find somebody that we can chase down and vaporize.
0: Uh, you I'm know sure if they two
1: will. you know, hellfire missiles which allegedly they fired they knew his pattern this is like the mafia don't have a pattern don't drive the same way every right. day so he goes apparently he went out on his patio or balcony every day to enjoy the sun of afghanistan in the summer and the and the drone was waiting and two hellfire missiles now Two Hellfire, but one Hellfire missile. But I guess they wanted to make sure. Um, they fired two. Remember um, Soleimani when uh, yeah. when uh, Trump took him out uh, in 2020? Uh, that was two Hellfire missiles from a drone too. Uh, those Hellfires are something else. Yep. You know they got TV. They target, They very very precise. They tar- they tar- very, <laughs> very precise uh and uh, uh there um it's a large blast if you look at the scene after the soleimani um assassination uh you couldn't tell that there were two cars there and uh i suspect you couldn't tell there was a balcony on the on the al-qaeda leaders house
0: i, I suspect you're correct
1: they're, they're calling in the media they're calling it a safe house and i said well not so safe. Not, not, not so safe now. It's like, that's it's like uh, the Washington Post is always running headlines about a, a secret plan. I'm saying, well, if it's in a Washington Post, I don't, I don't think you could call it a secret anymore. Maybe a once-secret plan, but yeah, it's a a, form, a a plan formerly known as secret.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Andrew. Speaking of blasts, we need to get to the jokes of the week. And well, have a blast that. I got a few. That. I got a few old ones. But, um, you to send me that link. Yeah, Gutfield's uh, leftovers yeah. or something like that. Yeah, somebody sent that yeah. over to us. Hopefully, the maybe I, send it back to us. If you're if you're if you're watching
1: or listening to this, send it back over to us because that sounds promising. I'm, I'm i I miss that. Uh, so anyway, a Conan replay. is a big China news. After 30 years of one couple, one child, officials now encourage a second child. The gender doesn't really matter as long as it's a boy. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy Fallon replay says, a new study says men have happier marriages if their wives are thinner than they are and really unhappy marriages if they say that. (laughs) 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 And finally, Conan, he had some good writers, Conan O'Brien, he says kim kardashian has been diagnosed with psoriasis however her doctor assured her it won't interfere with her ability to do nothing (laughs) (laughs) isn't that a good one that's a good one one. i like that one too yeah Yeah. all right
0: andrew malcolm is the prince of twitter you can find him at uh, at a h malcolm on twitter if you're not following him already i mean come on man he's a prince The Prince the of Prince, Twitter. that's
1: right. The Ed says it. it that's It must right. be true. It must be true.
0: Um, it's on the internet. It must be true. And he's also the regent of redstate.com. You can find him there as well. If you don't catch him on Twitter, go to redstate.com and catch up with whatever he's doing over there, whether it be his VIP column or his Malcolm on the Right um, uh, podcasts over there. Uh, be sure to check that out uh, and, and enjoy that. Andrew Malcolm, thank you so much for being with us. We will talk to you again next week. You bet. Thank you, Ed. Bye everybody. All right. We'll be back with more from the Ed Morrissey show right after this. Thank you for watching and listening to the Ed Morrissey show podcast. Be sure to subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube to get alerted as soon as new episodes get published. You can support the Ed Morrissey show and Hot Air's VIP reporting by becoming a VIP member too. Visit hotairvip.com and use the promo code SaveAmerica all one word for 40% off your membership. Choose VIP Gold and gain membership to access to all of the town hall sites.
1: Thanks again for watching and listening.